we listening to a parable that have divine truth. Most of us, when we read this parable, we probably want to ask the question, what really is the problem? And most of us probably don't see where the problem really centers around. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And this parable sort of hurts us because it's sort of like, well, if I have, then maybe I'm wrong. If I got, maybe I shouldn't have. But when we understand what the problem is, then we'll start to understand what we need to understand. Because if you was in Sunday school today, you realize that God wants you to have something. Not only does God want you to have something, God will even use your deceitful means to get you where he wants you to go. See, Jacob was blessed. But he didn't do it the way God wanted him to do it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But see, when you understand that God wants to bless you despite your ways. Come on, man. Say that again. Say that again. Amen. See, that's why I shout. Because despite my way, come on, come on. God is still in the blessing. Yes, and like with Jacob, if you hear. See, that's where the power lies. If you is, you got divine purpose. And it don't matter how crooked, how deceiving, and how crazy you are. God don't work it out. Yes, he would. Yes, he would. I understand he do it. For his purpose. See, the thing about this parable is I want you to understand God wants you to have. Yes, he does. Yes. I don't want you to I was I, I, I'm gonna admit something. I've never seen well, I haven't figured this out yet. But I was going through the spiritual gifts. And one of the one of the most telling gifts that's in this church. And I said, and I asked God, God, I don't understand this. Why is this gift so prominent? In this church. And he's and the gift is the gift of poverty. And it's and it, and it stands out in the spiritual gift test, and almost everybody that filled it out had it. And I said to the Lord, Well, God, if this is a gift in the church, I know it's a good thing, but it can also be a gift when not used correctly, that it will be a gift that will continue to weigh on the people where they no longer try to progress into where abundance can be because they accept where they give say they should be. But when you look at this parable, Jesus is not trying to tell this person what's really wrong. Because most of us think when we read it, it's something wrong with having stuff. It's not 
the stuff is you. The title is Big Bars, Big Deals, and a Big Fool. And the reason why it all sit in here is because God is a blessing God, but the part that makes it bad is what's your attitude? Come on, man. Come on. He says, and now one other thing before I get into the scriptures, because I want you to know, if you've been in Sunday school, you'll notice something. And if you notice something about God, it's always there. Notice that when it's, there's an inheritance, there's always a fight. Come on now. Notice, y'all need to hear this. When there's an inheritance, there's always a fight. I ain't figured it out yet, but every time in the Bible where God wants to give an inheritance, there's always a fight. And even right here, there's a problem with it. Because the scripture says, then one from the crowd said to him, teacher, my brother, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. You already got a fight. He says, man, who made me judge and arbitrary over you? God is already letting you know I ain't the judge and arbitrary over this stuff that you done accumulate. You don't come to me to divide it up. This is your stuff. And he says, and he said to them, take heed. Beware of the covenants. For one's life does not consist in abundance of things he possesses. Then he spoke a parable, saying to them, The God, the ground of the rich man yielded plentiful. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Since I have no room to store my crops. He said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build a greater one. And there I will store all my crops and my goods. Does that sound familiar today? And I will say to my soul, so you have made many goods laid up for many years. Take ease, eat, drink, and be merry. This is the American retirement system. This is all we live for, is to get to 62, 65, or 67, or 70. And all, all we think about when we get there, I can speak, is to eat, drink, How many of you got your paperwork in? <laughs> Y'all put a pen right there. I'm going to educate you on something. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul will be required. 
And when will those things, but you which you have provided, he said to him, don't you know all this stuff you got? I can take it away right now. Come on. He said, so he is he who lays up treasure for himself is not rich toward God. Oh, you can be seated now. I'm almost ready to give a conclusion. There's a problem today that is where we got to understand that it's deep down in our psyche and soul. We don't think that we have it, but deep down we do. God even had to convict me on this word that sits in verse 15. Many of us don't understand the sin of this peril. And there's two problems with this peril. The richer you are, the more that sin shows itself. The poorer you are, the more that sin shows itself. Jesus is not saying that I don't want you to have nothing. As a matter of fact, Jesus is even saying, I'm going to make sure that you have stuff. Not only do I want you to have it, but I want you to have it more abundantly. Where the problem sits in the sermon is we got to watch the way we receive and perceive things. Most of us feel that as long as I'm working and long as I'm producing, it's mine. Six times in this scripture, the man used the word that possession of I that eliminated God from the equation. As long as we keep thinking it's I, we are gradually going into a sin that we don't quite understand. And the sin is do you really covet the stuff that you got? Oh no, that's why it's in there. It said it's one little word. What the sin is, it's covetousness. And God used to have to convict me on covetousness. Can I remember thinking how blessed I used to be? And I used to place the blessing on stuff. When I had three or four cars, I felt so blessed. When I had a suit for every day of the week, I felt so blessed. When I don't have to worry about stuff and God is steady multiplying stuff, I didn't have to worry. But then God said, the reason why I come and take it away. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. Because I want you to learn what you didn't know was creeping up in there's nothing wrong with making sure that you got stuff. Uh -huh. 
It's not nothing wrong with how much money you got in the bank. Uh -huh. It's not nothing wrong with what you trying to achieve and putting your 401k and all of the things that you trying to build because you trying to leave it for your kids and your family. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you eliminate me out the equation, it don't matter how rich you are. It don't matter what you trying to store. It don't matter how big a barn you build. Because what matters is on this day, on what I done gave you, they gonna fight for what you done left. And the reason why they gonna fight is because on this day, since you think it was yours, I will take you out and leave it to them and show you I am God. Well, Pastor, what's covetous? It's a craving. Oh, see, he already, the minute the word I saw craving, I was done. Because he already convicted me. I got all kind of cravings. See, I see, see, this is what Jesus is trying to show you. He said, whatever you think of and put in your heart, you already starting to see it. When we get a craving, we already starting to see one of my little sins that I get these cravings for is I said I need to buy a new suit. And God look at me and go, you only can wear one. <laughs> Come on now. But you got a closet full. And I look at the magazine and get a craving. Do I need it? No. But do I want it? Yes. Am I coveting this? Yes. And then it goes on to say, a desire for more. Oh, I said, oh, wait a minute. God, covetous is a craving and a desire for more. It is a greediness. Say, we look at greed and think it's the greediness of trying to have a whole bunch of stuff because we already rich. But greediness is you already got stuff. You just want to have more because of what you got and you able to do it. See, we are greedy deep down inside. A dissatisfaction. Oh, I got Come on so now, reach. Jumped out the house. Reach. A dissatisfaction for what is enough. The problem with us, we don't even know what's enough. Come on. We got so much. If you had a garage sale at my house, you'd be there a whole week and couldn't even give it all away. Come on. What's enough? It includes a craving of both material things and fleshly right. indulgence. Right. It's a desire of what belongs to others and snatching something that belongs to others. A love, and see this way, if I know I'm talking to y'all. A love of having. Oh, I said, oh Come my on. God. Come on. A, a love of having. 
And I said, Jesus, what's that supposed to mean? He said, look inside your own heart. You love having stuff. I said, that is so true. And I'm miserable when we don't have. Then he says, a cry of give me, give me, give me, give me. Don't that sound like us? We work so hard and all we think about is give me, give me, give me. After I got to look at that old the definition of covenant and Christmas is coming up. I'm going to tell my wife, don't you buy me one thing. Because I don't need nothing. I got enough. I got enough of everything. I don't need nothing. And I don't need to be wishing for nothing. I'm like, Lord, don't give. I don't need to give. Me. I'm going to start giving to others. Because I don't covenant them to be a part of my life. I got a big deal. See, watch this. A big deal. What's a big deal? God don't mind blessing you. He said, I'll give you a big deal. I'll bless your business. I'll give you abundance. I'll bless your grain. I'll bless whatever you eat. Then I'm going to make it a big deal. I'm going to show the world that you are my child. Just like I did Abraham. Just like I did Isaac. Just like I did Jacob. Whatever you touch will be blessed. Because it's a big deal. If you want more money, I'm going to give you more money. If you want more love, I'm going to give you more love. If you just let me do it and acknowledge who done done it, because it's a big deal. I hear people all the time, pastor pray for me a new job. Then when they get the new job, they don't acknowledge God. They think it's their resume. Don't you know that God doesn't bless you? And he wanted to show you that it's a big deal that I'm the one that done done it. See, when you really know that God is up to stuff, then when you really know what God is up to, just like when I was at Minister Dave's house, we were sitting there talking. Every job I done had, I didn't have qualifications. Don't you know on this day? 
that I can require your soul. Come on. You're going to have all the money in the bank. It's not going with you. You can have all the clothes in the world. Only gonna put one on you. And if you get three later, and you ain't gonna put that on you. You can have all the shoes. And if you ain't put it on you, you may store up and have all. But when I say it's time, and it's time to go, when I require your soul, you can have a big heart. You can have a big deal. But don't let me call you a fool. Come on, come on. Preach, preach. Yes, Lord. The problem with us today in America, you so blessed. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. But you are giving me place. Yes. You want to keep up with the Joneses. Come on now. The Smiths. The reeds and the riches. Come on now. But see, don't you know that God don't care who you try to keep up with. He said, if you learn what my Bible teaches. Come on now. Oh, somebody need to know what the Bible teaches. Come on now. He sir. said, sir. this man, he had plenty of stuff. He had a bundle full stuff. He had so much stuff. That his barns couldn't hold it up. He got to thinking about it. What am I going to do with all this stuff? When I think of Bill Gates, when I think of Steve Jobs, when I think of the, the Coach Brothers, they got all this stuff. And they steady trying to build most of it. They're trying to store it up. And knowing that they're getting older and older, they got to build a new art museum. They trying to build a new museum downtown. And they just keep storing up, thinking that it's helping the people. But I never heard them say, all I hear to come out of their mouth is I going to do this. I going to do that. I going to do this. I going to do that. that you got. Come on. Can I call you home? You got no say so. Come on now. Come on now. Preach. I know you're right. Oh, preach. I love you, Lord. He said, I will. See, sometimes we got to be careful of our wills. Because our wills may not be God's will. Come on now. We can lay out a plan. I know I'm talking to some preachers and some people in this house. Because see, if you said that you done planned out everything you done done so far in your life, stand up. But if God done interrupted your plan, if God done changed your direction, if God done told you that this is where I'm trying to take you, if you thought that you had a plan and you done laid it all out and the locust done came in and ate up your plan, do you know how to understand that God 
But all you gotta do is look at him. Come on. And he said what Brad Reed said. Do you know the plan that I have for your life? Come on now. Not to hurt you. Come on. Not to condemn you. Come on now. To bless you. Come on. And show you. Come on. Do you know yeah. the plan that I But is your future flexible enough Come on. where God can intervene? There's nothing wrong with having abundance set aside. The sin is not the big deals this man done made. Because God blessed him in it. The sin is not the plentifulness that this man has. God done blessed him with it. But see, when I look at all the rich folk and all of the folk, the sin is not what they got. Come on, come on. The sin is what they attitude is. Come on now, I know you're right. See, when I listen to people, and if I said to you, you fool, you get mad ready to fight and shoot. Come on, come on, come on. But the thing I love about the scripture is God called him a fool. Uh -huh. So you can't get mad. Well, yes, you can. <laughs> Let me go on this straight here. Yes, you can. And most of us do. Because why might as well? Let me go on and let us our foolishness. <laughs> let our foolishness speak. How many times? Let me raise my hand because I might be the only one to know this. That I done made plans and God done intervened and changed all of my yes, plans. Yes. Not only did he change them, he made them where I don't even know what the plan is. Come on now. I don't even know which way to go. Know what to do. He done wiped everything that I thought was the right thing to do. And God finally sits there after you begged and plead. He says, Don't you know that I have protected your soul? That I'm calling you to trust me. That I'm going to guide you into the things of me. And if you trust me, don't you know that you are blessed yeah. by me? That way, when I give you stuff, you say thank you, Lord. That way, when it multiplies, you say thank you, Lord. That way, when it grows, you say thank you, Lord. That way, when the deal comes through, you say thank you, Lord. That way, when you need more room, you say thank you, Lord. And then, Stop that I don't trust you. I don't trust you. 
Nacho truck treasures on earth. That's the book. Where they gonna fight over your money? Yes. yes. Where they just gonna throw you in the ground and Come say, on. next week, can't wait for the bank man to call. Come on. He said, lay it up. Not on this earth. Come on now. Where thieves can break in. Mm -hmm. And they can steal it. That's why you hear about all these reports. When they throw all that stuff in the coffin. Then a week later, they dig it back up, stealing stuff out of the coffin. That's why the Egyptians laid up all their treasures on earth. And it's still there. And we digging it up and saying, how much it worth? Because they done laid up their treasures here on earth. But the mouse done ate it. The bugs done ate it. The rats done ate it. The thieves done took it. But Jesus said, don't you lay it up here. You lay it up up there. And it's going to be well protected. But the stuff you covered in here is not the stuff that you need to cover it. He said, lay up something that's worthwhile. What's worthwhile? I'm here to tell you something that's worthwhile. You may not think so, but God thinks so. And say it's time. I'm not expecting you to 
See, that's comfort. Yes, it is. 
But God said it's time for me to take you out your comfort zone. Come on now. To live in contentment. Yeah. Hallelujah. And when I'm ready to go, 